So good evening and welcome to OFM, The Sound of Your Life. Time again for our Read of the Week. And uh, tonight we'll be speaking about the book, The Ordinary Millionaire. So The Ordinary Millionaire is a unique collaboration by a number of financial advisors from uh, from the Atu group of companies, combining their expertise under the leadership of Wouter Schneemann to produce a book packed with financial wisdom. And this is relevant for every individual wanting to embrace the philosophies shared and steps highlighted to walk the journey to financial independence. And Wouter, of course, qualified with a BCom Honours Degree in Investment Management and various other industry qualifications. It's an honor to have Wouter on the line tonight. How are you? So I'm good. Thanks. It's uh, wonderful to catch you. And uh, I'm not going to share this topic that... Um that I think is most probably relevant in the times that we that we in. Definitely, I mean it is tough times. It's uncertain times, and that's what I would like to ask you first of all. You know, is it still possible to become a multi-millionaire starting from humble beginnings? Absolutely. I mean, I think if you if you have a look at worldwide statistics, most probably ninety to ninety-five percent of all wealthy people didn't inherit their wealth. They um, they worked hard and I suppose mostly smart to um, to accumulate that wealth over over many years to performing the right habits on a day to day basis. So I think it's definitely definitely possible. And and if you look at the fact that wealth is most probably a function of solving problems, um, and I think everyone will agree that we have some serious problems to solve. So there's lots of opportunity to to create wealth in the even tough times. That's great news. Right. So love and passion the, that you have for finances and, and, and money matters, of course. Where, where does that come from? Yeah, so I, I'm a born and bred free stater. So um, I think the listeners will echo that sentiment when I say I'm still a avid cheetah supporter. And I grew up in a small town in Fuyunskuren, Um to a hairdresser mom. Unfortunately, my parents were divorced when I was quite young. And um, as much as she was passionate about cutting hair and uh, and helping ladies, she didn't know much about finances. So around about the age of 13, I was entrusted with the family finances. One of the things I had to go do is find out how our home loan worked because my mom didn't know. And that, um, that ignited this passion for, for finances, I suppose, in the beginning, it was an avenue for me to say that I would never be in a situation where we would, and quote, be poor, unquote, because that's at times that I felt. Today, I realized that the true wealth is much probably everything money can't buy, and I got abundance of that. But yeah, it set me on this path to understand it better, um, a learning journey to, to get to know as much of it as possible. And that set me on this um a finance journey, which I love still to today. So tell me one thing as well. You know, one of the biggest talking points in the world of money is the psychology of wealth. And you touch on this subject in your book especially. And, you know, what exactly is the psychology of wealth? Well, I think the, the simplest principle to understand is that um, if you think about it, the quality of the fruit of a tree starts with the roots of the tree. And in terms of our financial well-being, our roots of the tree is really our mindset. Uh, I think even the Bible says that if you want to create success, renew your mind. 
And, and lots of us are at that position where we most surely don't like the result of what we experience from a financial perspective. But we don't know that the result is just the effect of something else. And the root cause as such is, I think, how do you think about money? And it's almost that, I always say, the better version of ourselves is what are your beliefs? Your beliefs trigger, trigger emotions and thoughts. Um, those trigger your habits that you have on a daily basis. And, and all of these combined create the actions that you take. And your actions is something that create your results. And, and sometimes we forget about it. We just focus on our problems, which could be a lack of money or our perception of a lack of money, but we forget about the thinking that goes behind it. And, and I've just experienced some of these wonderful books written about it. And, and as much as we must probably are at an advanced stage of knowledge about the healthcare industry and, and the fact that we learn collectively with trial and ever, if you think about farmers, I mean, they've become more skilled over time and they have now some of the latest technology. But if you think about finances, and you think back when your folks managed money and um, as far back as you can remember, as much as we've got more knowledge, I don't think we're doing different things. And that's where the psychology of money is really um, critical, is we need to understand the impact of that, and we certainly need to, to know that, um, that that affects us. If, you, if you're not going to start thinking new about your money habits and your money ways, you're certainly not going to get new results. All right, so thinking about it and, and changing your mind and your perceptions about it um, is one thing. But do you think, looking after yourself physically, do you think that is also really important, um, you know, being physically fit? Does it actually equate to wealth? No, it's critical. I think, um, I mean, the simplest example I can use is Steve Jobs. I'm quite an avid Apple fan. And, and in 2011, when Steve Jobs passed away, he was worth $11 billion. But if I had to ask you, um, I mean, what do you think he would have done with that money if he had the option to buy his health back? We all know the answer would be is he would, he would have used all $11 billion to try and buy back his health. And you can't do that. I mean, I think health is wealth. Is Without health, you can most probably be the richest person in the cemetery. But our health is so critical. But health is also a reflection of our energy and and energy is really the function that we utilize, whether it's in our daily jobs or whether we use energy to innovate and think new about things. Um, I think our health is critical. So don't don't neglect your health because you certainly can't buy it back. And I mean, Steve Jobs is a, is a real good example of that. And and anyone around us, we, we see very wealthy people that are affected negatively by this pandemic, partly because they never looked after their health properly and they suffer from chronic illnesses and the likes because they just pursued this wealth factor. I believe true wealth is really everything money can't buy and health is one of those. For your read of the week, uh, speaking about the book The Ordinary Millionaire and uh, compiled by Voter Sneiman, of course the CEO of At2. And remember also we will continue our discussion next week and then we will find out seven secrets to creating wealth. And that is what Voter will share with us right here on OFM's Business Hour. So remember to tune in again next week right here on OFM. The Business Hour with Cyril Fulhoun on OFM.